All right, this is The Hot Seat. I'm Matty Marshall, and it's brought to you by paintballaccess.com, and we have Rusty Glaze, the new coach for San Diego Dynasty. Rusty, how you doing? Good, doing good. So the purpose of this show is to kind of ask some harder questions and you know, get to the heart of, uh, of what's going on. And so you are now the new coach of San Diego Dynasty, and I think you know, one of the biggest questions out there is that, you know, that we've heard is, you know, Dynasty has historically been such a successful team, and you have that many you know, amazing paintball IQ minds from the core, and they've kind of had a hard time finding a coach that they could work with. Do you foresee yourself having similar problems? Um, I, don't, I don't think I will because I've played with the guys all this year, so I have a pretty good understanding of on-field and off-field with like what's going on with the guys and, and playing alongside and, and being there all year long. So it's not like I'm coming from another franchise into this one to take over, or it's not like I'm you know, been retired and now I'm coming back to the game. It's, I've been in it all year, so I have a pretty good understanding of the, of the dynamic of the team and kind of ideas of where we need to take it to get into the top fours and start placing. Well, they've also had other guys like, you know, uh, Kevin Brethauer, who was, you know, who's the current coach of the Ironman, and then also Mike Kimmon, who just departed. And uh, they were also part of the Dynasty program, too. So if they, were, if they had been sitting here when they were coming into that position, they probably would have said the same thing. You know, so, I mean, how are you going to kind of actively, I mean, you know that. I mean, you were a player on Dynasty this year. So, I mean, you, you see how those guys work. And, I mean, you know, Yosh, Ryan, Alex, Oliver, those are some of the most legendary names that they've had. And they argue so much with each other, but that's the kind of brother mentality that they've had for so long and that kind of family, you know, they'll you know, mess with each other, argue with each other, but that's worked for them. But to bring in somebody as that kind of objective mind to work with them is, has been hard for them. I, I, don't, I don't think that any team's had a real easy job getting a coach. You know, it's hard to especially a team of caliber of these players that have won so much, to have someone tell them how to do something. It's hard to find that person for any team. I know I've been on teams and it's like, who are we going to get to coach? Who are we gonna, you know, find someone like Shane Pisana that you're going to listen to and believe in. Mm -hmm. It's hard to find that. I think with what I'll do with the team is I'll be able to challenge the players in a, in a way that doesn't make them go in opposite direction, but push them to where they need to be. Kind of like if I can pull the best out of each player. You know, I know what to expect out of certain guys playing alongside of them. So, you know, I can set up guys to win. Mm -hmm. Put them in positions rather than putting them in the wrong places or, or speaking to, you know, you can't, there's not one glove that fits everything. So you got to speak to different guys. It's a, it's a big babysitting job, but you got to know how to speak to different guys at different times. Yeah. Now, what are you going to change uh, with the program currently and what went wrong this year? Guys didn't play up to, to their levels. We kind of, this year we had a paper team. You know, if you looked at our roster on paper. Kind of like Infamous last year, yeah. which you had experience with because you were on Infamous yeah. last year, so you've had a lot of experience with this. Yeah, I, it's same thing. Infamous in 2010 was a, a good team. We kept the same roster and rolled into 2011. I think Dynasty's kind of experienced the same thing. They had a good 2011, rolled the same roster in 2012, and, you know, it's not like other teams are just going to roll over because you had a pretty good year the year before. Teams are going to practice hard and they're dedicated. And we've seen a couple of good teams get put together that weren't previous, like Houston Heat. You know, Russian Legion kept a good program. They're still making top fours. So 
Dynasty just didn't seem to perform on what, what would be expected. When I got on the team, I was like, sweet, I'll get on, you know, I'm going to join Dynasty, and they already have a, a built team, so it'd be nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that didn't happen, you know, <laughs> guys just... Is that disappointing for you? Because that's two years in a row, because you looked at Infamous's roster last year, and all of us were like, oh, my God, this team should be winning events, or at least placing, getting up there way better than they did, and then now look at Infamous this year. So it's, it's kind of interesting how that doesn't really work. You know, it, it's really about how hard, about the effort, and it's about what's going on out there on the field and, uh, and that will to win. And, and I think maybe sometimes, you know, I've been on those teams too, like when we had excessive, you know, a lot of times guys are waiting for other guys to make moves, and they may, that may be even like a subconscious thing, but it still affects the, the entire program. Yeah, and sometimes in, in a lot of things you see if, if a roster is too strong, then people become dependent. You know, I got this guy on the squad with me, so, you know, Ryan Greenspan will probably win the point for me. And this guy, you know, we have Mouse down this side or Dalton down this side, so it's probably going to happen. And then it doesn't because you're not doing those little things to make the point happen. Little things that you're like, I'm going to make this happen. If people aren't doing that all individually, then points don't come together. And it's, it's narrow. Missing the, missing the cut for a pro team is narrow. It's this point, that point, one point here, one point there. That could have happened, didn't happen, and the minimum of the game changes. It's, it's really narrow. Like, if you break down some of our matches we lost, slim. Yeah. And that's the difference of being into the next round or out of the next round. Do you foresee losing players in the offseason? I mean, Mike, when he came on, brought guys with him. Do you see him taking them when he leaves? It's possible. I mean, if guys don't want to be in the program, then it's, you know, then they should move on. If guys really want to be a part of something and, and rebuild on what, you know, redeem really is the word, redeem on what happened this year, then, then those guys should stick around and, and be a part of the system. And hopefully I can bring some balance to, you know, between coaching and playing and, and restore some of the uh, abilities, I guess. Yeah. What concrete moves are you guys making to change things for World Cup? I mean, obviously they brought you in, and well, let let's let's pause on that for a second. How did it even come about that you ended up coaching? You know, and I know you had kind of been on you know you just had a baby, you got a family, regular life job, and you'd kind of been on your way out anyway. I mean, you were going to retire, but then you ended up coming back to play for Dynasty this year. Um, I mean, do you feel that you were like as focused as you could have been t- on playing, or I mean, was this just kind of like, hey, another feather in my hat? I'm, you know, I want—I've never played for Dynasty. I want to put that into my my arsenal of all the awesome teams I played for over your amazing career. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I fully focused it. You know, every practice, I'm usually the first or second guy to show up to practice. I was motivated to play and excited to play with new guys. Um, how I ended up coaching is, you know, it's it's hard to find a coach, and I just ended up being. Uh, I guess a good choice and when I heard Mike was leaving I was in the back of my head I'm like yeah I could probably I could probably help the team by coaching and even Mike said at at one of the events he you know he got frustrated and was like I was going to have you call the lines so there was kind of always like that you know I could help out in that in those situations yeah well you've you've kind of had a leadership role on a lot of teams before Mm -hmm. so this isn't complete foreign territory for you but are you personally ready to, to let it go, stop, step back, and not play anymore? I mean, is that something yeah. you're comfortable with at this yeah, point? Yeah, I'm okay with it. The weird transition is, like, I showed up to the last practice, and people were like, hey, coach, coach, coach. <laughs> I'm like, what? Like, well, wait no, a like, I'm on, like, a peer-to-peer level. Yeah. And now I'm like, and they're like, coach, you know, what should we do? Or it's kind of, that transition is different for me, you know, being the 
the, the skipper, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so what concrete moves are you guys going to make for Cup to change things? Because, you know, like we always say, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting the same result. And, you know, for you guys to not change anything up, whether it be the way you practice or gritting new players, or is, what are you guys going to do for Cup? to make your fans expect there's going to be something different, other than the fact that you're the coach? Mostly just a change in the way we practice. Like, we're going to have some focus on certain things. Like, I kind of saw where, where we, things fell apart for us in different points and three-on-threes and in different parts of the games. So we'll put a bigger focus on some of those parts. You know, like I said, it's narrow. So if we can get those things down, and typically, like, we're like, all right, let's go work on this. And then we do that two times. And now it's like, all right, now add a body and change this. And we don't really, like, stick to, you know, working on something. Because drills are hard sometimes. And doing, like, scenarios are hard. So it's easy to, like, hey, let's do this now. Let's change this because it makes it easier or funner. Whereas, like, now I'm just going to say we're going to do this. And we're going to kind of follow more of a schedule. We're going to do this 10 times. We're going to do this 15 times. Our day's not over until we complete these objectives you know it's not like hey it's two o'clock and we're getting low on paint so let's cut out and hit the beach or anything like that it's like here's our day structure and if if we get done with all this then then we can say we put in a good day's work yeah and are you guys going to focus you know so much of this game right now is about those punches you know you have the punch down the drill side and then you have the punch on the snake side in my opinion dynasty has been lacking uh a punch consistent punch down the snake side of the field what are you guys going to do to address that? I guess on that and that side of it, it's going to depend on how the snake lays out. Like all the snakes have kind of laid out in like a, a slow or there hasn't been like a long snake traditional. It's been like these diamonds and these slow, weird shaped snakes that kind of play kind of funky. So we'll see how the World Cup snake lays out, you know, whether that's going to be a punch for us or, you know, whatever personnel is going to play it the best. So it'll kind of lay out on the layout. What we'll do up until that point is just work everyone on fundamentals. Like we got to go back, back, back and be ready to play any field. So we're going to do a lot of fundamental drills and exercises of that nature. And what does, you know, last question, what does the future hold for Dynasty? Because, you know, a lot of people, I mean, you know, let's not beat around the bush. The core of that team is Yosh, Ryan, Alex, and Oliver. And the day that, you know, multiple, one of those guys decides to step away, it, and, and God forbid, multiple guys in the same year, that would be disastrous for that team. And so is there a conceded plan to move forward to keep the franchise going long-term? I, I asked uh, and, that right away. No, that was like when they asked me to coach, I said, sure, I could coach World Cup. Then what happens after that? You know, because there's the, is this guy going to stay? Is that guy going to stay? I heard this guy's going to retire and this guy's out of here. This guy's going to play for money. You know, there's all the rumors that float around. Of course. So Yosh has a pretty good handle on, on the personnel, and he seems confident in maintaining players. And, you know, I brought a guy on for D.C., Blake Yarber, that's good. So that gives us another guy that's in divisional. So, and, you know, he has a couple friends that are pretty good. So I'll start bringing on talent that's local. Is he going to play a cup? Yeah. Like, He's going to play Vegas. He's going to play World Cup. Is he playing the snake side or Dorito side? Dorito side. Dorito side. Mm-hmm. But that's another young talent, and D- Dynasty hasn't really been good about getting those. They usually always go to the Ironman. They used to go to Aftermath. Mm-hmm. Dynasty was a team that got players from other pro teams. Mm-hmm. Well, when you get a player from another pro team, that guy's already, you know, he's already wandering. But if you can bring up your own guy. For longevity's sake. For longevity, now you have a core guy that's, he gets on Dynasty, he's on Dynasty, that's all he knows. And then you, if you start to build that, then you don't have all this, like, 
he's going here for money, he's going here, he came from this team, now he's going to this team. We just need to build more players. Because one of the big things that, that's been out there this year is people are like, oh, you know, Dynasty doesn't have the same focus or the same drive that they used to. Do you think that that's an accurate estimation? I, th I think there are some guys that weren't as focused on, like, I would say last year, like, if they didn't win, it was like they were angry and, and you know, really focused on, there was motivations to win. And they had, a, you know, when you put together a new team with a lot of talent, there's that initial motivation of, like, the excitement of the coming together. I think when you roll into the next year and there's not that many changes, it's like, you know, things like, I think Texas, we started out pretty good, but then that event kind of canceled. And then we rolled into Phoenix and just jumped in to that Houston Heat game without playing any games. And that was kind of a bust for us because we lost that game and that kind of like flattened the, the drive. The momentum of the mm -hmm. almost the year, it seemed like. And that's been tough to get over. And now everything after that's been like misses. So how many years do you think those core guys have left? They're all about 30 years old right now. And that's another question a lot of people have been asking too. It's, I'd say it's hard to say because, geez, what are we in 2012, four or five years ago, paintball was booming and things were good. And, you know, guys probably look differently now. But, you know, now some of the, some of the guys, the way they would look at playing professional paintball is not as um, – prestigious, you know, I can't make a living at this, I have to do other stuff. I'd probably say safe to say some of them, two to three years, they could probably keep doing it the way they, they've kind of set themselves up. And then some of them are all in, you know, so they got to pursue it. Yeah. And if, if, it's, if it's not them being on a core of a dynasty team, then I, I'd probably see them doing something. Like making moves to another team or? Yeah. Not sure. I mean, it's hard because you get you have these. It is tough. You have to this tell. core, and then you have these guys that need to come in to that core to essentially grab the wheels of the ship and keep it going. Yeah. And that that connection's not fully there yet. Well, and to keep it going indefinitely, it would really take at least one of those guys to take either literal ownership of the team because I know that's condensed over the years, um, and then also you know not only just literally but metaphorically as well and be like this is my team I'm not going to let it die I'll just be the coach now or the owner you know kind of yeah. like you know like Travis has done with Infamous and yeah. Dave Youngblood has done with the Ironman and Travis is now decor of the team yeah if he's gone then it's like there's no more Infamous and now all the teams take management there's this behind the scenes thing that people don't know with you know running the books, picking players, handling equipment. There's a lot of stuff that goes on. So all these younger guys come and just pull the trigger and life's sweet, I win or don't win, and they leave. On the back end, you have all these guys like Eric Crandall that book flights and help out. So if you don't have that nucleus of players that handle that part, then that's where you really start to worry about losing the franchise. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see what happens. It's going to be uh... – it's going to be interesting next couple of years for Dynasty for sure. So I wish you the best, though. Thank you for sitting here in the hot seat. You did great. You answered some good questions. So yeah, best of luck to Dynasty at the World Cup, and we will see you guys next time.